And uh, wasn't that uh, an encouragement and a, and a blessing uh, there? And wow, that, uh, that is precious, uh, their great message in song. Deuteronomy chapter 8 this evening. Deuteronomy chapter 8. I want to, before I have you stand, uh, just kind of give you a bit of background as to how this particular passage of Scripture uh, really became so special to me in, in my life. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that, that God's Word becomes to us manna from heaven. And God wants to use His Word day by day in our lives. We are to pray daily for daily bread and uh, daily that God would speak to our hearts through His Word. I heard one preacher give a testimony and he felt like it was a wasted day if he did not get a word from God from the Word of God. And uh, so he would make it a point every day before breakfast uh, that he would uh, be in the Word of God, that he would seek God's Word for just a, a special word from, from the Lord. I was going through a, a time in my life that was a drought. It, it was a wilderness. And have you ever been through that time? Uh, it was a time where I would open up the Word of God and, and it was dry to me. And uh, it was as if nothing spoke to my heart. And I would go to church and uh, during the preaching of God's Word, it, it was always uh, so convicting. And, and I felt like there was just a weight and a load and, a, and uh, just my, my Christian life. I wondered, Lord, where are you? And I would pray and felt my prayers were not rising above heaven. It was just a drought in, in, the, in the walk with the Lord. Now, I've learned a, a secret. When you're going through those, those times uh, of dryness or those times of, uh, uh, of guilt or those times where you wonder where the Lord is, uh, there are some things that you need to do. You just keep doing what you know to do. Okay, so during those times, don't quit. I found that to be very, very important. And we're all going to go through those times, those wilderness times and, and those difficult times and those times where uh, you just look and see where, where did God go? He's there. It's not that he left or he has not moved, uh, but it's very important to be faithful to God. And so I, I encourage you through those times, continue to read your Bible. Uh, during those times, continue to spend time in prayer. During those times, continue to be in church and be faithful in church. And I was just reading some statistics and, and uh, across uh, really the nation, uh, there are a number of Christians that through this COVID time and church shutdowns and all of this have fallen away. And, and quite sadly, there are many Christians that are never going to make it back to church. Okay, There are many that, that are falling away and they'll never make it back to church because the old devil has, uh, has deceived. The old devil has come along and, and just kind of twisted and, and got them away from God. And they've gone through the drought and, and instead of uh, uh, clinging to those things they know to do, uh, they've gotten away from that. So I encourage you, you be faithful to those things that you know to do. And that's what Deuteronomy chapter 8 was for me. I was going through one of those droughts, but I continued to read the Bible. And I happened to be reading through the book of Deuteronomy. And one Saturday morning, I awakened early in the morning, and I was spending my time with the Lord. And it was as, as if the Lord opened the windows of heaven that day. And uh, the Lord spoke to my heart. And just uh, it was like uh, a river of fresh water out in the dry desert land. And that Saturday morning, uh, just gulping the water of God's word that day as God was so dear to my heart that morning. And I felt like that was the first time in a long time that God really had spoken to my heart in that drought, that time of dryness. And, 
And so that was just a precious uh, Saturday morning, just uh, fellowshipping with the Lord. And then it was, then it was so neat uh, at that time. I was not pastoring, but I got a call uh, just after the Lord had dealt with my heart, and, and I was asked to preach the next day. And so God had already given me a message, and uh, there was the message that was ready, and God had fed me with His Word, His manna from heaven, that water from the rock uh, that God gave. And that uh, passage uh, through the years now has been very special to me. So when I read Deuteronomy chapter 8, it's one of those passages of Scripture that I can go back to, and I can remember how God has used it in my life. And uh, that's what God wants to do, is He wants to give you nuggets uh, of His Word in your life. Uh, this evening, I, I want to read here, we're going to actually preach through several thoughts, but we're going to do it from the uh, perspective of gratefulness and maintaining a grateful heart. It's so very crucial. I like Thanksgiving because it's a reminder to us of the importance of being grateful. I'd like you to stand with me. We'll read just a couple of verses, then we're going to come back and, and uh, really deal with uh, several verses in this passage of Scripture. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8, I'd like you to, to go with me to verse number 10. And then we'll come back and you'll see the context of it here in, in just a bit. And here the Lord is exhorting His, His children. They are soon to enter into the promised land. And this is, uh, you might say, the last charge before they enter into the promised land. And Moses, uh, right after he gives this charge to the children of Israel, will go to the top of the mountain and there he will, he will die. And he will get to see the, the promised land, but he's not going to get to enter in it. But uh, this is the charge that he gives to the nation of Israel before they enter into the promised land. And in verse number 10, uh, here's this, this warning or this exhortation, we might say. Uh, God says to us and to the children of Israel, when thou hast eaten and art full, and uh, Thanksgiving, you're going to eat and get full. And a lot of turkeys are going to give their lives for this congregation right here. When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. And he says, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day. And so just uh, this, this thought tonight, the importance of, of gratefulness. And we're going to just break down some, some things out of this passage of Scripture that hopefully will be a charge to you and have really been special in my life. When you wonder, is there anything to be grateful for, uh, you're in trouble uh, because we're going to see tonight we have so much to be grateful for. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you. You're good to us. And uh, Lord, I thank you for the exhortation that you give us here in your word. And I pray tonight as uh, we meet together, that you would teach us, that uh, you would challenge us. And Lord, that we would not just hear the Word of God, but we might apply the Word of God, be doers of the Word, that uh, as you say in this passage of Scripture, that we are to observe to do, and help us to observe to do what uh, you give us this evening. And we pray this in the precious, wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. And you may be seated this evening, and as we have mentioned, this uh, particular book of Deuteronomy is God's last charge to His children before they enter into the Promised Land. I want you to see just a couple of things as they enter into the promised land. Look with me at verse number 7 and what God says to them. God is promising them that He's about to bring them into a wonderful place. And He said, For the Lord thy God bringeth thee 
into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and depths that spring out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, vines, fig trees, pomegranates, a land of oil, olive, and honey, a land wherein thou shalt eat bread without scarceness, and thou shalt not lack anything in it, a land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills thou mayest dig brass. And God's saying, I'm about to bring you into this good land, and it's a land that has all of these things. And as I read through this passage of Scripture, it reminds me of what God has given to us in the United States of America. God has really been good to us. And, and those of you that will be traveling to Israel, you're going to get to see how God has again brought this land to, to fruition and blossoming in the midst of the desert. And it's a, a beautiful land that you're going to, to get to see. Now, God says to, to his children, when you come to this place and I bless you with that land and I provide all of these things for you, I give you all of these blessings, uh, and as you experience them, God says in verse number 10, when thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. Uh, there's a strong warning. You come to this land, God blesses you. Don't forget from whence those blessings come. And that's something that is so crucial for us uh, constantly to be reminded of. It seems God is telling his people to maintain a grateful heart always. Now, my favorite holiday, I, I think, has to be Thanksgiving. I have so many fond memories and uh, growing up on, on our farm. Uh, my granny, my grandmother, grandpa lived uh, about a mile away, and they were some of our closest neighbors. And uh, we would, uh, Thanksgiving Day, generally uh, go to their house, to granny's house. And granny was a wonderful, wonderful cook. And I can remember so many times all the cousins, aunts, and uncles would be at granny's house. And uh, we would gather together and celebrate and uh, have the Thanksgiving lunch together. But before Thanksgiving lunch, we would go out into the parking lot and uh, we would move all the cars around and we would have to have our football game, annual football game out on the gravel and uh, have a fun, fun time out playing football, fond memories uh, there together. And then family uh, gathering together and, and praying unto the Lord and thanking the Lord and then participating and always just a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving bill. So it was, a, it was a family time, but it was a special time. But it was always a reminder uh, that we're to be grateful for the things that God has given to us. So in my mind, uh, as a child growing up, it, it just has a very fond place for me, a favorite holiday. Uh, Dr. Bob Jones Sr. said, When gratitude dies on the altar of a man's heart, that man is well nigh hopeless. And I can see that principle said uh, throughout the Word of God. Romans chapter 1 uh, tells the tragedy of a sinful human race. Although knowing God is God and understanding and being able to look around us and see the evidence of God in creation and seeing that God is real and, and seeing that God in Romans chapter 2 has, has put within every man the, the conscience or the heart of God, the reality of God and knowing that God is real and although knowing that man uh, chose not to worship God or to follow God and there's the statement in Romans chapter 1, neither were thankful. And really when man comes to that point of not being grateful for what God has done, that man is well nigh hopeless. And when a nation or a family or a heart comes to that point, that nation is well nigh hopeless. That church or that family 
is in severe trouble if there's not a grateful heart that is maintained. The Bible tells us in Romans chapter 1 that when man came to that point, God gave them over to a, a reprobate mind. And then they would come to that point where right would be wrong and wrong would be right. Do you recognize that in the United States of America today? And so that would be the, the, really the, the path that man would, would go or follow when his heart was not grateful. Uh, Luke chapter 17 tells the story of ten lepers that came to Jesus and begged for healing. Uh, Jesus healed them, sent them to the priest uh, in order to profess them as clean. And he told that only one of the ten came back to give thanks. Now what we find is nine lepers were healed, but one leper was healed and then he came back to give thanks and he got saved. He was made whole, not only physically, but he was made whole spiritually. Uh, in my years of, of pastoring, many have come to help for help with bills or with uh, gas or with food and on it would go. And very rare uh, when somebody is helped that they, they come back to say thanks. It's not that you're looking uh, for a word of thanks, uh, but uh, it, it really is a blessing when somebody recognizes and they give thanks and they, they thank uh, the church or they thank you for what you've done. But it, it's very rare, quite honestly, uh, when people are coming and seeking help and then they get help, it's very rare that they come back. And I, I think uh, we have in the case of Jesus, ten healed, but only one coming to give thanks. And that one received a special blessing. So there's something about a grateful heart. And I believe that's so well expressed for us in Deuteronomy chapter 8 that we're going to look at tonight. It's good for us to set aside a time, I think, at Thanksgiving to count our blessings and uh, here Deuteronomy chapter 8 is exhorting the nation. Uh, God's saying, again, I'm going to be good to you, but don't forget where that goodness has come from. And again, that's definitely a message that needs to be heard in America. I'm thoroughly convinced that gratefulness can restore a nation. And I'm convinced that gratefulness can restore a family. And gratefulness can restore a life. And I've told this story before. This was not even in a Christian publication, but it was an account that I read of a, of a man that was kind of a mean, bitter type man, and uh, he, his wife uh, left him, his, his children, uh, really uh, because of his bitterness, uh, they had grown bitter in their life, and, and then uh, this man was fired from his job and went through all kinds of, of heartaches. Nobody liked to be around him, and one day he determined that he would write a thank you note and wrote a thank you note to somebody, and he thought, that feels good. And then he wrote another and then another. And then soon he wrote to his wife and apologizing and thanking her. And it was not long until God restored his job. And this man was not even a Christian, but his job was restored. And then his wife came back and he was restored with his children. And it all started with a grateful heart. And so gratefulness can do a tremendous amount in life if we'll follow that path. Now, let's look at some things here tonight. Uh, there are some facts and reasons for gratefulness tonight. Uh, let's go back to Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse number 2. And I just uh, set forth for us here this evening uh, some of these uh, facts or these reasons for us to be grateful. If you wonder about what you can be grateful about tonight, uh, look at these thoughts from Deuteronomy chapter 8. First of all, we can be grateful for God's guidance. These young ladies sang of that this evening. Deuteronomy 8, verse number 2. God said, when you come into that land, thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years 
in the wilderness. So here the Bible says that God led them through the wilderness. Now we know the account, God led them out of Egypt. That was a miracle. And then God led them to the Red Sea. Uh, that was a miracle. And then it was God that allowed the uh, armies of Pharaoh to gather against them. And it was God that led them through the dry sea that parted the waters. And then it was God that led them forth into the wilderness. And it was God that over and over provided their needs in the wilderness. And it was the pillar of cloud that led them by day and the pillar of fire that led them by night and the very presence of God that would go before them. It was God that was leading them. And the Bible says that God led them because he had a purpose for them. He would humble them, he would prove them, and he would prepare them for the promised land. And isn't it a precious thing to be led of God? Now, if you look back over your life, if you're saved this evening, you can give testimony as to how God led you. You can give testimony as to how God put the very people in your path that brought you to salvation or God allowed you to, to be raised in a Christian home or God brought a soul winner to your house or God put uh, uh, maybe a co-worker in your path or somebody that made an impact upon your life. And uh, really from before the salvation, before your salvation, God was leading you. You can look back and uh, maybe God has given you a wonderful marriage and it was God that led you. And I'm so thankful for God's leading in marriage and uh, God's leading uh, to church. I, I can look through this audience tonight and I can remember uh, really the first time that I met almost each and every one of you. And I can just see how God is the one that kind of put you in the path and led you uh, here to the church. And I can remember Jason up here. Jason, I remember first meeting you. And I remember Jason coming uh, just out of nowhere and uh, had been saved uh, and God had brought him to church. He was looking for a King James preaching church and God brought him right here to Valley Bible Baptist. I can just look through the audience tonight and see the first time uh, that met most of you. Remember, Brother Dave, when you first came and visited the church, and you've told the story that you were looking for a church, and uh, you lived just around the corner and just happened to drive by, and God brought you uh, right here. And I can remember that time. Brother Floyd, I can remember speaking to you in your house, and you were a tough cookie, uh, but God cracked the cookie. And, uh, and Brother Floyd got saved. I remember Brother Floyd coming forward in an invitation and got saved to hear at church. And what a blessing uh, just to see and just go down through the list. Brother uh, Ho, I remember you calling me on the phone. And I was in Roswell, New Mexico, preaching a missions conference. And you called and uh, you had a lot of good questions. And I knew by the questions that Brother Ho asked uh, that he was a good man. And I could tell he was looking for the right kind of church, the right church for his family. And so just I could look back and just go through the list. And isn't God good to lead us? to give us a church and a place. And you can look at your life, the leading hand of God upon your life. Uh, that's something to be grateful for. Uh, just that pillar of cloud by, by night, that, that pillar of, uh, of, uh, by day and that pillar of fire by night, the Holy Spirit of God leading and guiding in your life. Precious thing to be led of the Lord. The, the song, I think it was Sunday, we sang it all the way. My Savior leads me. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy who through life has been my guide? Uh, you've been led of God. Be grateful. Uh, look with me in verse number 3, Deuteronomy chapter 8. We can be grateful for God's provision. It says, and He humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger. But then it says, and fed thee with manna. 
A lot of us have been fed very well, haven't we, with manna. Brother Matoya, he tells dad jokes in the school. And so I found a dad joke I had to tell today. And, and um, uh, you know, there are some people that can never count their calories. And they've got the figures to prove it. Okay, you get that, okay? So that's a good dad joke there. And uh, yeah, so it, God's fed us. And he's fed the children of Israel with manna, daily bread. Verse number 16 uh, says about this, who fed thee in the wilderness with manna? Uh, the Lord feeds us. He, he provides for us uh, his provision day by day. Uh, really a miracle. Look in verse number 4 uh, of God's uh, the clothing. He said, thy raiment wax not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these 40 years. And uh, amazing. Uh, in the wilderness, 40 years, and without a Walmart to go and buy clothes, their clothes uh, did not wear upon them old in 40 years of time. And I shared a couple of Sunday mornings ago during the Sunday school hour how they gave their shoe leather uh, for the, the outer, uh, outer uh, garments or the outer covering of the, of the tabernacle. And in giving their shoe leather, it's as if God said, you gave that to me, and I'm going to make sure that your shoes do not wear out for 40 years. And so they, uh, they were blessed uh, for 40 years in the wilderness. And ladies did not have closets to have 100 pairs of shoes. They had one pair that lasts for 40 years. And God took care of them, his provision in the wilderness. Uh, verse number 15 speaks of God's giving them water from the rock. It says, there was no water who brought thee forth water out of the rock of Flint. And can you imagine this, uh, a rock in the wilderness, and Moses strikes the rock, and out of that rock comes water. Any of you ever seen water coming forth from a rock? Now, when we were in Israel, uh, my wife and I actually got to see this. Our tour guide was telling us we had to, uh, there, were, there was warnings of flash floods in our area. And so our tour guide said, you need to get to the bus and we're going to go. And as we're going, he's telling the story. We're driving down the highway and he's telling the story. He says, uh, you may not know this, but out of these rocks, sometimes water will just spring out of these rocks just in a moment's time. And he said, just last week, 10 people drowned uh, because of this. And just as he spoke those words, we look off to our left and out of the rock, there comes water. And every, wow, I mean, it just all of a sudden burst forth out of that rock, just as he spoke. And he says, wow, he says, I'm telling the story. I've never had this happen before. And you guys have the privilege of witnessing it right before your very eyes. Well, Moses struck the rock. God provided water. God's provision over and over. Every one of us can testify here this evening how God has provided. He promises to daily meet our needs. The, the story behind the first Thanksgiving uh, the pilgrims had arrived in America. Uh, that first winter was very difficult. About half of them died uh, cold, uh, hunger, uh, through the winter, sickness. And then God brought to them Squanto, an Indian, prepared just for that point. And he taught them that next spring how to plant and what types of crops to plant and how to hunt and how to fish and how to fertilize the crops with those fish. And he told them all the stories there. And uh, they were so blessed in that next year, the provision of God. And they gathered together that first Thanksgiving, giving thanks unto the Lord for his provision and how over and over. And we can thank the Lord, can't we, for God's provision in our life. So we can be grateful. 
for God's provision. Uh, look in verse number 5. We can be grateful for God's discipline. He said, Thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. Now we might look at that and, and say, I don't like the chastening of the Lord. It's, it's not joyous, as Hebrews 12 expresses to us. But it is necessary. And it proves God's love for you. And it proves your relationship with the Lord. And it proves that God has a purpose for you. And it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. And you say, but pastor, I don't like to be chastened and disciplined. Why should I give thanks for that? You should give thanks for that because God loves you enough not to let you get out of His will and ruin your life. God disciplines you so that He would draw you back to His plan and to His purpose. And that's something to be grateful for. Uh, any of you uh, ever tell your daddy or mommy, Dad, thanks for that spanking? I sure needed it. Any of you do that? You ought to. Because your dad loved you enough to discipline you. And we ought to do that with the Lord. Lord, thank you that you love me enough to discipline me. Not let me get by with my sin. And so thankful for God's discipline. We can be thankful for God's purpose. We read these verses a moment ago, verse number 7. He says, For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land. And then he describes what that land would be like. And so we can be grateful for God's purpose, God's plans, God's preparation. And, and so in the discipline, God always has our good in mind. And through that discipline, He's preparing us for something better. And even when we can't see it, God sees the full picture. He knows exactly what He's doing in your life. And we can be grateful for God's purpose for His plan. Uh, let's skip down to verse 15. So many things here, but verse 15, we can be grateful for God's protection. The Bible speaks here, Who led thee through the great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents and scorpions. How many of you ladies love scorpions? Any of you love scorpions? He says, in drought, where there was no water, who brought thee forth water out of the rock of Flint. And it's evident that God, through the wilderness, protected his children. And how many times has God protected us and we didn't even know it? How many times has God kept you from an accident and you didn't even know it? Did you ever have a flat and then maybe realize that perhaps God allowed you to have that flat to keep you out of an accident down the line? And sometimes the Lord allows some things. He's protecting you in ways that you do not even know or realize uh, in, in your life. And uh, I was uh, hearing, we had several of our, our people out hunting uh, this week. And I was told about, and I may not get this all right, but I think uh, Miss Brenda and Miss Jacqueline, they were hunting and, and they got stuck. And they were out on kind of a remote road where very few people go, but it just so happens that here comes Dominic and Jasmine, and I don't think that was even the direction they intended to go. They were not hunting in the same area. They did not intend to go that direction, but they went that direction, and they see this young lady waving them down, and it's Jacqueline, and it's kind of later in the evening, and it's just as if God put this whole thing together, and isn't the Lord so good? At times, we don't even realize that God puts together things and ways and plans that we have no idea how God has protected and how God has kept, and I have no doubt in, in my life, uh, I'm a mess. There have been so many times God has just put his angel of protection about me. 
And I didn't even know it, uh, didn't even realize it. It's kind of like a Balaam. You know, Balaam, there was a donkey that kept Balaam from going in a wrong path. And that donkey finally spoke out. And sometimes we're pretty hard-headed. And here's God that sometimes has to put something in our path uh, just to keep us from messing things up and how good the Lord is protecting us. See, each of us have so many things for which we could be grateful for tonight. And our families have been blessed. Our church has been blessed. Our nation has been blessed. And it's so easy to get focused on all that's wrong. You know, right now we're facing some real difficult times as a nation. And if we're not careful, it's real easy for us to focus on all the things that are wrong. And we can look around us and we can see all of the negative. And I would encourage you, you'll, you'll bring your blood pressure down uh, several levels. If you won't listen to any of the AP News, uh, CNN and ABC and NBC and uh, CBS and uh, what is it, MSNBC and CNN, the Communist News Network. And uh, if you won't listen to all of that, you'll protect yourself and you'll protect your blood levels uh, multitudes because all you're going to get is negative and it's going to get you bitter. And you got to come to this point, Lord, I've got more to worry about than all the lies they're telling me anyway. Okay? So you just get your heart focused on the right thing and be grateful. You've got a lot to be grateful for here tonight. And if you'll be grateful for the things God has given to you, take some time to thank the Lord. See, go back to verse number 10. When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee. See, those are the facts or the reasons for gratefulness. Now, let me, let me give you just in this passage of Scripture tonight the fruit of gratefulness. See, there, there are blessings. Just developing a grateful heart is going to do a lot for you in your life. I told about the man, wasn't even saved, uh, but wrote the thank you note. And look at what it did for him. It eventually brought him back to his job. And he attributed it to uh, the fact that he had developed out of the bitterness, a grateful heart. So there's the fruit of gratefulness. See, gratefulness will remind you of what you really have. Uh, sometimes we forget what we really have, and we lose sight of that. And let's consider, if you're saved tonight, we have the Lord. Uh, look in verse number 11, Deuteronomy 8. He says, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. And so often we get focused on all the problems, the negative around us, and we forget the Lord our God. In verse number 14, he says, Then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God. He says, But in verse number 18, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. And so here the Lord is telling us, Don't forget Him, and sometimes we forget what we have, and if you're saved, you have the Lord. And he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Your salvation is secure. Uh, look back at verse number 3. Not only do we have the Lord, but we have God's word. And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee to know that man did not live by bread only, but by every word which proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. And so this can never be taken away from you. You, you have the Lord. He can never be taken away from you. He lives in your heart. You have the Word of God. You hide the Word of God in your heart. It can never be taken away from you. 
I've heard of, of soldiers that were cast into a prisoner of war camp and they were put into confinement. And some of the soldiers told the testimony of the Word of God that they hid in their heart years before. And the Word of God was what sustained them through that time of darkness in their life. So we have God's Word. Look at verse number 7, Deuteronomy chapter 8. We have a good land. He says uh, in, in verse number 7, that, and, and uh, for the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land. And he describes this, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and depths that spring out of valleys and hills. Now, of course, there's the physical land. How many of you have a house, car? You have a place to live. You have protection. See, that's a good land in your life. Our nation, we're blessed. Some of you went up uh, to the springing uh, rivers and mountains, and what a blessing. And you got to see the elk without masks, and uh, what a blessing uh, that is. And get to be out in God's country, and uh, what a good land God has given to us. But see, that good land can also be a spiritual land. You've been blessed with a family. That's a good land. Our church, that's a good land. That's a blessing that God has given to us. And so gratefulness will remind us of what we have. A gratefulness will remind us of where what we have came from. That's very important. Not only to realize what we have, but it's important to remember what you have and where it came from. Now look in verse number 14. This is very clear. He says, Then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led thee through that great and terrible wilderness, wherein were fiery serpents, scorpions, drought, brought forth water out of the rock of Flint, who fed thee with, in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, that he might prove thee to do thee good at the latter end. And thou say in thine heart, My power and the might of mine hand have gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, that it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers, as it is this day. See, when we realize that what we have came from the Lord, that will keep us humble. Amen. And humility, somebody described, is simply in everything in your life, uh, uh, realizing that it can be attributed to God or to others. And so any good thing that has come to you, it's the blessing of God or it's that somebody else has invested in your life. And you say, no, I'm a self-made man or I'm a self-made woman. I did it all myself. No, you didn't. And the moment you think you did it all yourself, you're about to lose it. See, we need to come to that place of humility and realize that what we have is something that we didn't necessarily deserve, but it's something God blessed us with. It's something that God gave to us. And God put people in our lives, and God gave you parents, and God gave you a background, and God allowed you to do some things, but it was the hand of God. And we need to be grateful for that. And so gratefulness reminds us of where what we have came from. And then gratefulness will remind you that as a result, you owe your life to God. In verse number 18 again, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he sware unto thy fathers as it is this day. You think about this tonight. Your very life came from God. He made you. Every breath that you breathe is God's gift. Every heartbeat is God's preciousness in your life. He made you. And then He loved you. 
sent His Son to die for you. And if you're saved, you're redeemed. And then to top it all off, not only did He save you and redeem you, but He keeps you. He holds you. And then to top it off, uh, He made heaven for you. He went to prepare a place for you. You see, you owe your life to Him. And so gratefulness will constantly remind you of that, that uh, the blessings in my life were a testimony that I owe myself unto the Lord. See, gratefulness will keep you walking with God. And that's the reminder that God said to the children of Israel, I'm going to bring you into a good land. And when I bring you into that land, you need to remember where that land came from. You need to remember who gave that land to you. You need not forget, and lest you do, you turn away from my commandments, and you begin to serve your own hearts. And so gratefulness will keep you walking with the Lord. I remind you of the ten lepers. Only one came back to give thanks unto the Lord. That's the one that had the walk with God. That's what gratefulness will do for you. Gratefulness will bring you back to the Lord to thank the Lord for what God has given to you. And gratefulness then will lead you into further blessings in your life and allow you uh, to serve the Lord with all of your heart. Uh, that one that truly came back to the Lord is the one that found purpose for his life. I'm convinced that many people miss the blessing of God because they have not a grateful heart. And it does not come back, their heart, because it's not grateful, does not come back to serve the Lord. And so these are the fruit of gratefulness in our life. Now look with me, the latter two verses, and we'll close with this. This is the failure where gratefulness is not present. And it shall be, if thou do it all, forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and worship them. I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. And so when failure, uh, when gratefulness is not present, the Bible says that you would surely perish. Why would that be? Well, the reason is when gratefulness is not present, pride takes root. In verse number 10, when thou hast eaten and art full, thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which thou, he hath given thee. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. And he says in verse 14, then thine heart be lifted up and thou forget the Lord thy God which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. And, and so the failure, when gratefulness is not present, pride will take root. And we begin to exalt self. We begin to credit self rather than the Lord. We credit, we take credit for what God or what others have blessed us with. And as pride takes root in the heart, that pride always leads to destruction. That's what he's describing in verse 19. Verse number 20, he says, As the nations which the Lord destroyed before your face so shall you perish, because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. Uh, I read these verses, and quite honestly, it brings me a lot of concern for my nation. Because I see a nation that has been so blessed of God, and yet I see a nation that in pride has turned away from God, has forgotten God, and the Bible warns that any nation that turns away from God, the nation that forgetteth God shall be destroyed, as the book of Proverbs tells us. And that reminds me of where our nation is right now. See, where there is not a grateful heart, that heart will grow bitter and perish. And where there's not gratefulness in a home, that home will be destroyed. 
And where there is not a nation that is grateful, that nation will be divided and that nation will soon perish. And so I would say to us here tonight, we can see the issues across our nation. And I can say that one thing we can all do is we can all come back to the Lord and be grateful in our hearts. And with a grateful heart, we can allow the Lord to do something very special. That's something you can do, is to come back in this Thanksgiving time. Take some time just to be grateful. Look through Deuteronomy chapter 8. You want to know what you can be grateful for. You can see these facts, these reasons for gratefulness. You can see in this chapter the fruit of that gratefulness. But then you can see the failure where that gratefulness does not take place. And the consequence that would happen to that nation, to an individual, to a home where gratefulness is not rooted. I like with that, uh, let's go to the Lord this evening.